Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about the four pillars of freedom, financial, time, location, emotional freedom. And the podcast has grown such that um, I'm not only interviewing doctors, but now it's high income earners, um, impact coaches, marketers, entrepreneurs. And so in that light, today we have Dai Manuel, and he's got a fantastic story. Um, He's an author, he's a TEDx speaker, he's a life coach, and um, he's going to share his uh, experience and wisdom for the audience. So uh, Dai, welcome. (laughs) Well, thanks, Christopher. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, I got to say, when you drop that, the word wisdom, I was like, man, I need my kids to hear that. Because I don't think they see me as being all that wise. But maybe that's just kids and how they look at their parents, right? It's not until we're older that we have to look back and think, oh, yeah, they were pretty wise. But they're kind of in that stage where they're both teenagers. It's like, yeah, that's never right. So uh, thank you for the kind intro. And it's just awesome to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for the audience, tell listeners about you know how you got to where you are and uh, we'll go from there well geez okay I'll give you the abbreviated version (laughs) you know because obviously trying to compact 45 years into 45 seconds hey it's a challenge but I'm up for it okay Uh, you know I grew up outside of Toronto so on the eastern side of Canada I live in Vancouver Canada I've been here for my entire adult life and and we've done quite a bit of extensive uh, extended extensive travel Uh, I'll get into that in a little bit here but um you know, I, I moved out west because uh, I wanted to reinvent myself. I mean, how many of us get to a place in life where we grow up or we experience certain things and we just think, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a do-over? <laughs> and so for me, you know, I graduated high school at 18 and I was like, okay, peace out. Uh, I, I'm moving out west. And it almost sounds like that song, right? Go west, young man. But uh, I did. I went west. And uh, I landed in Vancouver to go to University of British Columbia, um, but but a big driving factor wasn't actually school. It was the outdoors. Uh, I love Western Canada. I love the Rockies. If anybody's been to Vancouver, you know, you come here once and it's a hard place to leave because it's just, it's beautiful. You know, of course I'm biased, but hey, with good reason, you know, and uh, I moved away from Ontario as well because I had a lot of um, stigmas attached to me based on how I was as a teen. I was morbidly obese as a teenager. 
Hmm. And, and, you know, when any, I'm sure you deal with people in various states of health, just based on your profession. And, you know, when you deal with people in their morbid obesity, uh, I mean, there's a lot of health complications, a lot of other symptoms as a result of that state of unhealth. And I was living it. I was a walking cliche and I made some big changes, which also inspired me to change internally, emotionally, psychologically, even spiritually. And, and so I wanted to go someplace where nobody knew me. And so I moved out West and got into university. Uh, and then, you know, just started to, to carve my own path and try to figure things out. Now, I'm still trying to figure things out, you know, 25 years later, uh, at 45, a couple kids later, <laughs> been dating my wife for the last 22 years. And uh, I've, I've also built and exited out of uh, my one main business, and then I've started a couple others. Um, my, my core business was uh, fitness equipment and retail. So it was fitness equipment, accessories, supplements, apparel. I uh, did it all across Canada and had an e-com business that was uh, also quite extensive. And uh, But I, I wasn't feeling fulfilled and made some changes in my early, uh, I'd say mid-30s, that I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted something more fulfilling, more in alignment with some of my values that I was developing as I was maturing, especially as a dad, as a husband, as a community leader and contributor. And so again, found myself wanting to reinvent myself again. And so I quit a career 17 years. Um, a month later, my wife quit her career. We pulled the kids out of school two months after that. And we said, okay, where are we going? I don't know, but let's just go traveling. And so we went for five years traveling around the world. And uh, we ended up in Bali for two and a half of those years. Moved back to, to Vancouver uh, right before the pandemic so my kids could finish high school. And boom, here we are. I'm talking to you today, you know, so uh, <laughs> you can unpack whatever you want out of that, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, we'll get started, you know, uh, we'll talk about the struggle. How do you deal with the struggle of the juggle that is all things life? Yeah, you, you know, it's an interesting question, right? Like when we think about that struggle with the juggle and, you know, I'm someone that likes, I'm a writer. So uh, anything that offers alliteration or, or even just, uh, you know, helps us create a picture in our own mind. Right. But if you think about just the juggle, like we always have multiple things going on and I, I don't care really who you are. I, I mean, it, you could be a nomadic monk and you still got a lot of stuff going on in your world. So it's trying to remember that we all are struggling at various times in our life and at various periods. And often we're all struggling, but we just don't know that we're all struggling because we often try to keep to our own silo. And, and uh, sometimes we don't talk about the struggles. And I know for myself, when I started opening up about some of my struggles that I've been, uh, let's say, enduring, you know, for the last three or four years, uh, or sorry, um, more appropriately, if I go back uh, almost five years, I started to, to, and this is actually sort of piggybacks into my TEDx talk, what I talked about last year was this idea that vulnerability can be a skill, and it can be a skill that all of us can develop. Uh, but I was really there to try to speak to men because men being vulnerable, we have a certain negative connotation typically attached to that idea. You know, we see vulnerability as a weakness, uh, as a way of potentially being used. Uh, if we share something that might be too private and, and that someone takes that and uses it against us. And, and, and so because of this, our relationship with that idea of being vulnerable and opening up is challenging. Yeah. Five years ago, I started to experiment and to do a little bit more with that opening up, especially around other men. And it changed everything for me, Christopher, like literally everything. Cause all of a sudden I'd start to put my hand up and like, man, I'm really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, it was also just, I transitioned from brick and mortar 
And now I started to build businesses solely online. So you can imagine there's just a learning curve. And I was struggling with trying to figure it out and all the differences and the nuances, especially uh, between those two different industries. And uh, I started opening up to some other guys about just my frustration and how I was feeling negative about myself. And the funny thing was, three of the guys around this table of men that I was hanging out with, you know, three of these guys put their hands up and said, oh, oh man, welcome to the club. We're struggling with that too. Mm. And I was like, really? Oh, okay. I'm not alone in my struggle. I'm not alone in all this frustration because all of a sudden when you connect to somebody else, like can relate to whatever you're working through and challenged by, man, there's something to that, you know, because it just makes it not so alone and, and more easily navigatable, you know? And uh, so anyways, yeah, that's sort of, you know, we talk about the struggle of life. I, I'm like, if we just all start talking about some of our struggles, we'll soon realize that there's people that are willing and ready to help us, you know, but so that's sort of uh, what I've learned in the last five years. We'll say that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. you, you remind me of um, Gary V. He re recently wrote a book, you know, 12 and a half. Oh, I haven't read that one. I haven't even heard of that book. Uh, so that's, that's must be brand new. Is that just come out? Uh, came out. Yeah. It's recently. And, um, okay. you no, know, he talks about kindness and vulnerability and how really? that's not oh. a weakness, but it's a strength. So, um, and then you also, what's interesting is you, um, you know, you talk about um, how to be a champion of change and um, not a victim. And you, you talked about this whole life fitness manifesto um, to tell us more about that. And, uh, you know, because your energy is very high, you know, and yeah, that's very admirable. It's, you know, combination of your diet and your mindset and your, you know, physical activity. Thank you. I, I appreciate those kind words. And, 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 you know, and nothing comes without making a choice first, right? And then following it up with an action. And, and so I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. And a lot of people don't know this about me. And especially people, if there's somebody that, you know, your first time connecting with me is on this conversation with Christopher, I'll tell you right now, uh, <laughs> sure, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg. You know, we're all have a lot of interesting pieces that make us up uh, and experiences that brought us where we are. And, and I gotta let you know, like I, especially because of being that morbidly obese teen, I, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression growing up. And it never went away. It's there. I've just learned healthier ways of managing it. Mm. And now, you know, in the last decade, how prominent the conversation around mental health is, there's more and more tools and resources and support networks coming available for all of us. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm naturally a closeted introvert. Okay. So I, <laughs> I, I deal with social anxiety still. Like my, my happy place is being by myself or with immediate family, people that I know really well, because it, it's just not a natural thing for me. But, you know, in speaking to you, why did you start this podcast? One of the big reasons for you was to create a space where you could provide great impact in people's lives mm -hmm. by highlighting stories and sharing conversations. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And I had to drive, I wanted to make an impact as well. And I realized I was going to have to be able to step outside of this anxiety bubble that I was putting myself in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's not easy. Uh, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, <laughs> but I choose to do it. And because it does make me feel fulfilled at the end of the day, knowing that I can make an impact in somebody else's life and let them know that, hey, me too. I get it. I've been there. You know, I know it's hard. It sucks. But don't worry. You know, you're not alone and you will get through this. I truly believe that to my core, that when people want to work through something challenging, they can. Which leads me to this whole idea of being a champion of change rather than feeling like we're a victim of change. You know, so many of our circumstances that we find ourselves, we, we often will just default to believing that it's outside of our control and 
You just got to live with whatever comes. And I, I don't necessarily believe that, you know, because we, we are very quick to say all or everything. We make these blanket statements that are all encompassing, right? But if we actually take a second to, to think about it, it's like, is that true? Like that statement, like uh, I'm always feeling nervous and anxious when I get in front of people. Is that true? Do I really feel that way? I'm like, yeah. Okay. But what can I do about that? You know, what, what can I do to start to push myself outside of that if I, if I truly don't want to feel that way anymore? Mm -hmm. And so for me, fortunately, I found an organization called Toastmasters, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, nonprofit, global organization to help you with becoming a more effective leader, but also a more effective communicator. And uh, I've been part of that organization for about 13 years. So it, it helped me tremendously to come out of my shell, so to speak, and to be able to channel the nervous energy into more of an excited energy uh, and an energy that I can deliver, you know, and share. Uh, where before it was that anxious energy, which would keep me like in a shell and avoiding any of these types of conversations, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this is my, my point is that the only difference between being a champion of change or a victim of change is the choices that we make. Mm. Like, quite frankly, you know, if we really think about it, often it's our choices and then either action or inaction that we follow those choices with that provides us with the results or the opportunity to gain the experience that we've set out to gain or lesson to learn. And uh, so the biggest thing is once you really start to see that you can be the protagonist of change in your own life and you start to revisit past memories of where you've experienced drastic change, you'll realize that it's already in you. You know, all of us have this natural resiliency inside of us that allows us to endure and navigate the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And we can often come out the other side a bit more resilient, a little bit stronger, maybe a bit more clear, you know, uh, but usually a lot more confident because we gain that experience in ourselves and realize, geez, I helped make that happen. I did certain things and certain actions and put myself into a certain situation to learn what it was I wanted to learn to get to that next level of growth. This might sound overly optimistic or rather like I'm looking at the world through pink lenses, but I tell you, you know, I'd rather look at it that way than the other way, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just my choice again, <laughs> this yeah. perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what you, what do you think about it? Like what's been the hardest change that you've had to endure in your life? I'm oh, just really curious. I mean, every, the change is always, it's since 2008, it's, you know, when I became a full-time entrepreneur, I have to deal with change all the time, you know, then it was um, the, you know, 2020, then 2021 going back, and then, you know, now we have a recession, so it's like, it's almost like it's like every day now, so, but, um, you know, you have to control your mindset, and just, you have to control your, your reactions to things, and mm. your perspective, so. <laughs> Easier said than done, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, that's the that's the risk you take for being an entrepreneur is, you know, you yeah. have to, <laughs> you know, you don't have that stability and safety of a, you know, a True. job. So, <laughs> but um, isn't it also interesting that we often feel like we're on an island as entrepreneurs? And, and I, you know, I, I've heard that analogy or that it's almost a cliche now, right? And we, we hear that so frequently. But you think about it, if it's a cliche and we're all saying that why don't we do something about it? You know, like, why don't we actually address this thing and, and start opening up with one another? And, uh, you know, when I got my first business coach, or I should say, it, when I went to the solely being online, and this sort of shifted away from my brick and mortar operation, I, I found a coach to work with to, to help me navigate that and to really to be almost a mentor for me. 
and I know that opened up the world to me because it just shared different perspective. And because my vision was very limited, right? Very tunnel mm-hmm. where, because I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was stepping into as an entrepreneur in this new space. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't rely on everything that I gained in those 17 years of building my business. You know, I, I built it up to like eight figures a year, right? Like it was a good business and it's still going strong. I'm just not an active partner in it any longer, but it, you know, it was a great business. I learned a lot doing that business, but transitioning into something that I thought was going to be a lot easier. I'm just being honest. You know, I was overly confident. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know how to do this. this is how hard can this be? Holy smokes. Famous last words. <laughs> you know, so there's been lots of ups and downs these last five, well, I guess seven years now since I transitioned away from my old business, you know, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Year after year, it's growing. So that's a good thing. Um, but you know, it, it, it's not growing. Well, you know, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say it to you right now. I know the only reason why it hasn't grown as quickly as it as it could, because of me. <laughs> you know, because there have been times where I think I've been afraid of growth. To be honest, you know, like, and, and I keep saying that, but it, it, I'm just being truthful with you. You know, uh, I think the growth intimidates me at times. You know, like, because there's the idea of, oh my gosh gonna have to have over 100 employees again and all those contractors like I start thinking about all the work that it entails when you start to build something at scale like that and it it, it scares me and intimidates me you know and, and that's something I'm actively working through again over the last six months like specifically that so I thought that was probably appropriate to share that right now just based on our conversation we're having yeah 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 you have so much experience like you no know, life experience and um, you know, um, what's, uh, what's interesting is, um, how, what do you think is the best way to manage change in one's life? That's such a good question. Um, well, you know, I think a lot of what, you know, think about how do we gain clarity in life? It's often by asking questions and then thinking about the questions and really reflecting, introspecting, or it also will open up our eyes, the right type of questions that, man, there is a lot I just don't know yet. And, and it sort of points to us in the direction of gaining knowledge, awareness, wisdom, if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what would be most useful to answer that question is I, I have three questions I always work through whenever I feel that there's a need for change again, whether, whether you know, the change is being forced upon me <laughs> or, or I'm freely, you know, going after change. Uh, w- would it be helpful to share those three questions? Sure, yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, all right, okay, here we go, here we go. Here. All right, question one. Can I do this? <laughs> right? Yeah. This being whatever that change is. You know, that, that first question is a big one. You know, to ask yourselves, okay, can I do this? Now, like for me, transitioning away from you know my, my old business into this new venture, can I actually do this? And you know, to be fair, at the time I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. I got some knowledge, I got some understanding. I've done business before, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I can do this. You know, so you get this false sort of confidence, I guess. At least I was in that situation. Uh, but I recognized, you know, I know I couldn't be fully confident going down that path because I already knew that there was going to be areas I wasn't fluid in. You know, I didn't have the knowledge or the wisdom. But at least in answering that question, can I do this? It opened my eyes to different areas that I hadn't thought of yet. You know, because it's almost like a free flow, like a, a brainstorming session when you start to scribble down all the possible answers of, can I do this? Well, yeah, I can. Here's why. Yeah, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, you got to get to a yes on question one before we can go on to question two. So work through question one. Can I do this? Can I make this change? You know, as a 15 year old, morbidly obese teenager, I was like, can I actually get healthy? 
And I was like, well, I don't know if I can. I have no idea how to do it. I've spent five years of my developmental years, you know, watching TV, playing video games and eating junk food. Mm. So all of a sudden today for me to say, can I go and get healthy as that morbidly obese team? Trust me, I was not going to say, yeah, I can do this. Let's go. I, I wasn't there. Okay. Um, so I recognized I needed help. I needed knowledge. I needed to grow my experience as well as my experience with myself actually doing new things. Mm -hmm. So I got to a yes. Okay. Because if I start to do that stuff, can I, can I do this? Can I actually do the change? Yes. So once you get to a yes, you go to question two. If I do this, will it work? <laughs> you know, because that's that's a bummer of a question, right? Because it's it's like, oh yeah, well, like I'm just going back to when I was more of the obese, right? Like as that teen, sure, I got to this place where I went to the library, I got books out on fitness and nutrition. Uh, my parents went because I wanted to go get a mountain bike because I knew how to bike. I liked biking as a kid. I was like, okay, there's an activity that I enjoy. And I can do it by myself. It's very solitary. I don't need to be around anybody or with anybody. Because at that time, I didn't want anybody around me. You know, I didn't. I, I wanted to do it on my own. Because I was embarrassed and self-conscious. Right? I'm just, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. So I didn't want anybody around me. So I got a mountain bike. Either way, I went and I got these things. And then I was like, okay, well, I still don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if I start to move my body a bit more, I start to change how I eat. Do I think this will work? Will this start to make me healthier? Mm -hmm. And what you have to do is you sort of have to trust yourself to start the initial part of the journey of whatever those changes are, at least going in that direction. Because in those first few steps, you learn, you gain awareness and knowledge and wisdom about this. But it also starts to grow your confidence, especially if you can get some quick wins in. You know, quick little wins right in the beginning creates this positive momentum and energy that will fuel us to keep going. Mm -hmm. And and for me, you know, is in that first six weeks, there was this big mountain. Okay. And I say a mountain, I'm from the West Coast. There are mountains here. These are the Rockies. Where I grew up outside of Toronto, you know, what I related as a mountain, being a 15-year-old on a mountain bike trying to go up this little hill, which you know, still in my re recollection, wasn't a little hill. It was hard, you know, <laughs> again, very unhealthy, out of shape, on a mountain bike trying to go up this hill. And I thought it was a mountain. I thought it was Everest. And I remember the first time I tried going up it, I got to a third of the way up and the bike like literally stopped. Like, you know, like when you're working so hard and it's like, nothing's moving. It felt like I froze in time. I was just like, <gasps> and then boom, <laughs> you know, fall over. Now my normal mindset would be, okay, well turn around. You just failed, go home. But I knew that I committed to these changes. I trusted that if I start doing these things and I keep doing them, we'll start to see good things happening. Mm -hmm. Six weeks into this one ride, I made it all the way to the top without getting off the bike. Nice. At that moment, at that moment, I believed I could do anything I put my mind to, you mm -hmm. know, because I could do it. I did it. I was seeing the changes and experiencing the changes and it was making me feel excited. And, and so that question, you know, can I do this? Will it work? Oh yeah. I was a hell yes. This is working, <laughs> you know? So it allowed me to keep going. Now you got to follow it up with question three. This one takes more time and often people need help in order to work through this to get to the answer. But the question is, is it worth it? When I'm working with organizations, teams, companies, I can use it. But when we're talking to people like you and I in an everyday conversation, we have to frame the question differently. We have to say, am I worth it? That's not an easy one to answer. You know, as that teenager back then, I, I didn't believe I was worth it. 
I didn't believe I had any value. And as such, you know, I kept soothing myself with food. You know, I was an emotional eater. That's how I managed stress, anxiety, overwhelm, depression, happiness. I mean, it didn't matter. If I had an emotion, I was eating. And that was my habit. You know, I didn't believe I was worth the change. Mm. But the people I was around, the people that I had in my life that were closest to me, I intimated that I wanted to make some changes, that I wanted to be healthy, that I wanted to make some, you know, to, to, to be different. And they were like, you can do this. You're so worth it. We love you. You know, we're here to help you. That allowed me to at least get to a place where I was like, I think I can. I think I'm worth this. I may not have fully believed it yet, but I thought, you know, I, I was starting to see that crack in the door and I could start to see the light coming through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, so I always like to share that with people, you know, those three questions, because you got to get to a place where you're like, yeah, I'm worth it. I'm worth the change. I'm worth the effort. I'm worth the work. I'm worth the result. And so keep these three questions, you know, front of mind, anytime you're navigating any change in life, whether it's invited or not, you know, can I do this? If I do this, will it work? And then lastly, am I worth it? Those three will help you navigate even the most challenging of changes. Uh, and I'm speaking from experience. I've done this many times, even when I gave up alcohol 13 years ago, because I struggled with alcohol abuse. It's funny, I got away from the food and I learned how to then medicate my emotions with alcohol. <laughs> so I just changed one vice to the next. But, you know, I like, I'm happy to say, you know, it's been 13 years since I've had a drink and uh, it's not even in front of mind. But again, that was another period of big change for me too. So uh, we all navigate it, right? What, what do you think about those three questions? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think they're really, uh, they're powerful questions because they kind of, they dive into the heart of the matter and just about really about change and, you know, whether it's worth it. And, um, you know, it's kind of very, it's like, it's almost like you, um, you're cutting through all of the BS and just, you know, getting down to the point. So, and that's usually to affect change it either physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, financially, spiritually, you have to, yeah. you know, you have to cut away all the rationalizations and all the excuses and, you know, cut to the chase. So um, that's a very powerful framework. So thank you. Um, yeah. it's, it's, hopefully it helps. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure a lot of people are interested, you know, you've had to given a lot of value and people are interested in uh, following you, you know, visiting your website or contacting you. So how can they do that? Oh, well, thanks, Christopher. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty simple to find if you understand my name. <laughs> I got a really unique name. Die, D-A-I, is actually Welsh, and it means David. Same like, you know, how um, we might have friends like Thomas and Tom, you know, or Richard and Dick being the short pet form. Die is the pet form of David if you were over in Wales uh, or parts of, of the UK. Anyway, so that's, that's my namesake because I am a David, but my dad was a David. So to keep the confusion down, they just always called me by my Welsh name. But yet my last name, Manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L, Portuguese last name. <laughs> Welsh and Portuguese. And as I say, put it together, what do you got? Well, I'm a good Canadian. So there you go. So, uh, <laughs> and all of us up here are mixes, um, which I love, you know, such a, a great community of, of just great people up here. But uh, as anywhere, um, what I say to everybody, if you can spell my name, you'll find me on any social platform, as well as I have a website, diamondwell.com, about 1,700 articles I've been blogging for the last uh, 15 and a half, almost 16 years now, I've been sharing content to help people get more out of life. Nice. And the first way that you get more out of life is you just got to get out of your own way. And yeah. if you're ready to do that, oh man, go have some fun, get on the website. The new one launches in about a month. It'll be a lot easier to navigate all that content. But uh, for now, hey, 
there, there's a, you've probably heard of Alice in Wonderland. Well, there's the rabbit hole. Go on down and uh, just see what you learn. You know? Yeah. And for all the audience and all the listeners out there, um, all of Dai's resources will be in the links and show notes and, um, you know, look for his um, TED talk on YouTube. I'm going to check it out right after this. So <laughs> thank you, um, Christopher. Yeah. Oh, really and a great conversation. And, you know, like, like I said, I always love talking to interesting people and, um, you know, as long as I pick up new things and can share it with others, it's, you know, it's a win. So um, I, I just have to say, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. I know it's, it's no small feat to put this kind of content and to be consistently putting content out and creating a space for these conversations to happen. And I, I just want to say thank you. You know, thank you for contributing and adding this to the world because, uh, you know, you can't help but pick up any TV or go on a lot of social networks. And it's just a lot of negative fill on the feed. Yeah. You know, we have to we have to freaking fix the algorithm the only way to do that is we have to overpower it with positive stuff <laughs> and and so i just want to say thank you for for contributing to that fight you know and uh um i'm i'm, I'm excited to not only be on the show but also become a long-time listener so um yeah just, thanks a lot hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week